October 27th, our top story, the Senate delivers a big pre-election victory to President Trump. The A's are 52, the nays are 48. Voting to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the U.S. Supreme Court, the president hailing the confirmation vote in the Rose Garden. This is a momentous day for America. Continuing team coverage beginning at 9 o'clock on the Brian Kilmeade Show, certainly seven days before the election. This has got to be considered to be a big win for the presidential campaign. Uh, there's no question about it. I mean, I think that what really won everybody over, Rich, was her. I mean, remember, we were on when she was first nominated a few weeks ago. I think 38% of the public was in support. The rest said, you should wait. But after they saw her testify, 51% said, approve her. So I think the seven kids, the two adopted from uh, Haiti, how smart she was, composed she was. And uh, the mama seven with still kids in school, first time in the history of our country. People say, well, you know, I, I get it. Uh, so he, you know, if it was Kavanaugh, who is not nearly as likable, obviously, as her, I think there might have been more backlash. But the Democrats couldn't be more enraged. And I think the one thing that people should be braced for, if you elect Joe Biden, if the majority uh, is, does go to the Democrats in the Senate, everything changes. They're talking about putting terms on the Supreme Court justices. They're talking about rotating some of them out of the Supreme Court into other courts. I mean, who ever heard of this? Uh, the, the court's out of whack, the vice president says. We're going to take a look at that. Really? From the guy at the bottom of his class at Syracuse University in the 1960s? We're going to take uh, legal advice from him? Uh, my goodness. And where did that come from? The same guy that we have on record in the 90s saying how dumb an idea it is to ever think about packing the Supreme Court. Now we're going to do it because the way the Demo- because the Republicans did it. And they had the power and they did it. Uh, I'm sure Democrats would have done it, too. And people listening right now say it was a little apocryphal because you didn't give Merrick Garland a look. Yeah, Uh, but it was a power play. But I just don't think you change a branch of government because of that. You don't add two presidents because you don't like the current president. Brian, we're a week away from the election. The schedule always tells an important story. The president working to be visible in battleground states today, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nebraska. We're going to see Biden in Georgia, of all places. And then over the coming days, places like Florida, Iowa, and Wisconsin. What do you make in the next seven days? Well, I think everything's in play. And people say, well, the president's defending. Yeah, the president's defending in North Carolina and Florida, uh, but there were never a layup for him. It, it's not like Oklahoma. And it's, you know, and it just, you can't count on them like you can West Virginia and Montana. It's always going to be hard to win Florida. I don't care what party you're in. It's always going to be tough to win North Carolina from here on in, no question. Georgia certainly changes going to be a battle. I don't think it's humiliating for the president to fight it out there. I think uh, you absolutely have to do it. Look at the size of Atlanta. Uh, most urban environments, for uh, sadly, because Republicans don't seem to recruit well and campaign well in urban areas, uh, that's growing. So that's going to be hard. But what the president has is uh, I think he's got huge momentum in Pennsylvania. He's talking to somebody in the campaign, and they're very happy where they are in Michigan. I'm looking at polls, and I see seven, eight points. They're not seeing that. And Rasmussen and Trafalgar, who are right-leaning polls, have the president in front of both those places. I try to split the difference. So I don't think anything's safe, and I think that's why we're seeing the turnout. Okay, New York and California are clearly Democratic states, so that's safe. I really believe that Ohio is becoming safer and safer for Republicans. But anyone who takes Ohio for granted, who's a Republican candidate, is crazy. What the president has is the, uh, is the energy of a 20-year-old. And if you saw him, he did three major events yesterday and then went back and presided over the swearing-in of Amy Coney Barrett and looked like it was 10 in the morning. 
So he will outwork Joe Biden to the point where Biden is now bulking up his schedule. He had none. He did nothing on yesterday at all. Today he's going to uh, two events. On Wednesday, we don't see anything yet. On Thursday, Broward uh, County, uh, Florida, obviously, and then Tampa on Thursday. So we've got two events. Friday and, uh, Friday's got Iowa and Wisconsin. They just don't know where yet. And when he shows up, uh, Rich, I don't even know why he does it. Uh, it's really about 20 to 30 cars. I think Obama got 55 cars the other day. Let's say there's two people in a car. You speak. And then you leave. You don't really say much that's inspirational. When you look at Trump, I wish he would tell these people to put masks on. But having said that, he's got a message. He rolls in video. He tries to show the contradictions, let people know how much things will change if he is not elected. So you say, I know why he was there. I don't even know why Joe Biden bothers. I think he believes he won already. Seven days. Every single vote counts. We'll be on the story beginning at 9 o'clock this morning with the Brian Kilmeade Show. And every weekday here on 104.5 FM, we'll be talking next week, Tuesday, and again on Wednesday, maybe knowing who ultimately wins the race if it is over indeed by then.